0: This is episode 165 of G.I. Joburg. It's the special Steven's Not Here episode that he keeps wishing for, and now <laughs> he's finally getting his wish. <laughs> so I'm joined by... Well, this is Paul from G.I. Joburg, and I'm joined by... He's joined by Steve Light, or... A.K.A. Rob. <laughs> You're not Steve Light. <laughs> and...
1: Um, whatever will we do without the mouth of Hong Kong slash China slash, uh, it's Kujo on the West Coast, um, in 2020, there isn't much time to blink, so get ready for some real chatter. Heck
0: cool. Yeah. And on the agenda tonight, as always, we'll be talking about new stuff, uh, because sometimes we actually get new stuff, and, um, I think, well... Kuja thought it'd be a great idea for us to to talk about toy fair, and uh, you know that kind of thing. So, yeah. So how is everybody? How are you guys? Are you guys good? Are we good?
2: Yeah, I, I I'm definitely very much alive and and, and kicking. Um, despite the attempts of uh, public transport in Cape Town to keep me down and make me get home hours after I finish work, I'm still around. I'm I'm still maintaining a good attitude. And yeah, everything seems good right now. Um, that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, Paulie?
0: I am good. I'm good. I'm I'm super super busy. Uh, I have been like quite quite crazy busy. I just got a new contract with some work stuff, so I've been busy on that. It's a mobile app game, and there's more. There's lots of work there. Um, and then I've been preparing some content for Patreon. Uh, which I, I wanted to do a live stream of earlier this week, uh, but I really, really couldn't. It just, it was impossible because of the stuff I was doing. But, um, yeah, sometime this coming week, I'll be doing a live stream with, um, uh, where I'll be doing the artwork for our, like, our loyal and dedicated Patreons, uh, who have joined us, who have now all got their special code names. Thank you to the guys who, like, submitted your codes, code names. You, you have unique special code names for our Patreon. And there's some, been some really awesome ones. In fact, uh, one of the guys actually sent me—I want to keep him classified—but one of the guys actually sent me a full-on file card for himself, oh, which I thought was really awesome. And cool. and everybody's names have yeah, you know, and the the names have been really really uh, creative as well. So uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe I should draw up some of these dudes as characters maybe in the next coming months. So if you are a Patreon a supporter, know that I'm probably going to draw you <laughs> um, <laughs> as a character, as as your namesake or how I see you in your um, sort of codename representation. But yeah, that's me. Kujo, uh, how have you been, man? Oh, not too bad, brother. Thank you. Um, 2020,
1: it's been, I think, at least everybody I talk to says it's moving way the hell too fast. Aside from that, of course, the world is throwing the kitchen sink at us. We got the coronavirus, of course. Um, actually, a little insider tip on that with just a little bit of investigation. Corona star. Uh, I, I think our, I think they're trying to tell us our world's sick. The virus part's probably just the scare. Have you realized we get a we, we announce a new virus every election year in the States? Isn't that interesting?
0: That um, is an interesting quirk. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Aside from that, I do have some new stuff and I will blow some hair around, but I'll save it for that. It's good to be chatting uh, with you, Joeberg.
0: Heck yeah, so new stuff. kujo has got new stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no. so do I wow. actually. <laughs> um, wow. Wow, <so, laughs> and I also kind of have something new as well. Heck yeah. So <laughs> let, let, let's kick it off.
2: So last week, Sunday, um, the 23rd of Feb, was my birthday, and Stephen, before he before he before he, before he left our, our beautiful country, we had a fantastic bra- uh, barbecue with a friend of his. And at the end of the evening, um, as he was driving me home, he handed me a really beautiful big box. And I opened it, and inside was my very own Warthog amphibious vehicle.
0: Aww. And Aww, the green one, hey?
2: Absolutely, yes. I've always Aww, loved this vehicle. Aww, that's so cool. And the thing is, like, my collection my collection of toys has always been with Steven, But um, the first time that he went overseas, he decided, okay, you know, Rob, it's been... It's been uh, 30 plus years now. I think you should actually have your own toys in your own place. So he he gave me everything back, and I have been sorting through it, and I kind of realized there's lots of holes in my collection because of the fact that I I didn't like duplicating stuff that we that he had, you know, um, because you know I always had access to it, and I always loved this vehicle, and it's just absolutely amazing to finally own my own one. And let me tell you, it is an incredible specimen. It's like it's never been played with, and it has both the missiles on the top. It came with a gorgeous Sergeant Slaughter fi- figure. His glasses are, are perfect. There, there's ah, there's nothing wrong with this thing. It's absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to like fill it with figures and, and drive it around in, in, in the dirt.
0: <laughs> I have a suspicion about that vehicle. <laughs>
2: whoa, 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 Paul. Oh, Did you oh, give oh. up your toy for the, for me? Is that what's, is that what's
0: no, going on? No, no, I... I didn't give up my toy for you. I actually I saw the listing, that listing that you're talking about. Ah. Cool. And uh Yeah, and I couldn't pull the trigger on it. And even if I could, it wouldn't have been a logical purpose for me because I've got a rhino, which is the the, the sort of black version of the Warthog, the one that was re released for that uh you know that when they, when they did that like odd G.I. Joe re-release period where they took some figures and repainted them and then named them things like, you know, double trigger or double clutch or whatever the hell. Yeah. And then um, there's an Apache that. helicopter on the packaging. So that rhino comes from that line. Um, and an interesting story for my rhino, it's uh, it comes courtesy of Dan Shemansky and Quality Joes hey. because Stephen and I bought toys from him like so many years ago and that was one of the things I purchased. I've also been hankering for the original Warthog and I saw this and I actually got really excited and then I sent the link to Steven, but he was like, oh, I've already seen it. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> kind of, thing. of course he is. He's
2: on the on the edge, you know, when it comes to like seeing everything that's out there.
0: Yeah, he's on the bleeding edge. And then, um, yeah, and then I saw it was like sold out and I was like, oh, shit, I hope whoever got that is like really going to dig it. So <laughs> it turns out, I do, and dig I'm it pretty too. sure, like, I'm waiting when Stephen comes back onto an episode. I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna like be like it it was that war dog, or he's gonna say something. So it must I'm curious be to...
2: that, It must be this one, because I mean, like, how many war dogs are for sale in South Africa at this moment in time? There can't be that many,
0: right? And you say it's like super new. So tell Dude, me, it's tell gorgeous. us more. You put um, in third. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't think it's ever really been played with. I mean, just like looking through it, I mean, like the the antenna is bent, but I think it was originally bent. Isn't it? It's kind of like like at an angle.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, um, the plastic is is pristine. I think the placement of the stickers is generally quite good. There's not not like weird angles or they weren't placed in like strange places. Yeah, the, the wheels move pretty good as well. I'm looking forward to taking this out and just messing it up. I'm I'm not like Stephen where where you know you kind of get like a brand new thing and you're like oh, oh I don't want to mess it up. You know he prefers to kind of play with things like. I'm I going to make this thing played with. It, it's it's going to become played with. <laughs> oh,
0: it's gorgeous. And Kujo, well, I mean, I also got some new stuff, but I actually want to hear from Kujo first. You said you got new stuff. That, is, that in itself is an I, event. That should I, actually be the topic of today's podcast. <laughs> well, yes,
1: but Kujo th- thank stuff. you for saying that. But uh, no, I'm going to make a comment on Slaughter real quick because he's kind of sidestepped some uh, potential scrutiny socially are you guys privy to that
0: no i guess uh Uh, yeah dragon
1: carl no i can spin this good dragon carl wrote a a real good article he's from uh when it was cool uh they they break off podcasts all the time um definitely check them out but uh they were saying that like slaughter essentially stole valor from his military service because he didn't do what he said he did this is all i have to say about that that uh the military stole their own valor uh operation paperclip operation northgate operation high jump operation fishbowl they didn't teach us about that in school guys so (laughs) um slaughter's good he's been uh shaking babies and kissing hands for decades so i've met him he's solid and uh i hope to see him in augusta with you what do you got Mm -hmm. fantastic
0: so what did you get Thank you, Joe. Like you, you, you've told us about uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, but like, are you going to tell us what you got, or do you want me to tell you guys what I? Let's put it this way: what I got isn't like going to blow everybody's hair away. So maybe we need to to close the what's new section with you then.
1: That works for me, brother. What do you got?
0: Cool. Okay. Well, I just want to deliver one comment then quickly on Sergeant Slaughter. For me, like, uh, not being a South African and and looking at the military from the um the American military from an outsider's perspective. I've got to say that, like, America has an active military and that you guys are, or that the American military is actively participating in conflict. And I'm sorry, anybody who is involved in that, you got major cojones. You immediately have my respect. Guys, I would never want to diss any military because any any uniformed officer gets respect for the most part. I mean, there are fascists out there, but we won't go into that. (laughs) Okay. As far as I'm concerned, Sergeant Slaughter is Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe. I've always seen that. I was never aware of the fact that he was uh, was or wasn't a, a former military of, uh, operative or whatever. So I, I saw a little bit of that, but I was like, wow, no, I have no dogs in that fight. <laughs> so if that's the case, that's the case, whatever. But I, I always thought Sergeant Slaughter was just a character he played. I didn't think he was actually a sergeant in the military. I think I think the point is the
1: Warthog's a pretty badass vehicle.
0: Heterally that rough. is true. The, the Warthog is totally an awesome vehicle. So... What have I bought and got myself in what is new in my side? Well, we all know about my giant T-Rex, right? So I went and got a smaller T-Rex as well because it was part of me. (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Inside a joke. Um, I saw this really stunning Jurassic Park T-Rex, a smaller scale one. It's got like a biting action and it's, it's not really sort of like in your face. Um, so if you like press the button, it, it snaps. But if you leave it alone, you can't really see the button, which is really cool. And it's a great scale. It's actually more to scale to the GI Joes, to be very honest. And I wanted that because I wanted to use it for videos and shoots and things like that. I also want to repaint it for the price that it was going at. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to totally get that. So I got that. That was very recently. And then also on the same vein as Jurassic Park, uh, I was at Checkers today who has a few sales or who is having a few sales at the moment. And one of those th- items on sale were the Jurassic Park character figurines. Um, so, you know, Owen and the mercenary and then Raptor training Owen and whatever else. Anyway, they were like 90 bucks, okay, which is That's like super nothing. cheap because yeah. it's like nothing, dude. So, I picked one up and I gotta say, it's pretty cool. I also wanna do something, I wanna do a video on it, uh, much like I did with the AmmoBot. I'm gonna apply some paint and whatever's to it just to make it look a little bit better. Because unfortunately, the paint job on them does make them look a bit hectic, but the sculpt is actually not bad and their posability is pretty on point, I gotta say. It's cool to have a figure not made by Hasbro with similar articulation to the modern era Joes that can actually fit in G.I. Joe vehicles Um, and not necessarily modern vehicles, but also some of the vintage things because they're like a they're four inch scale, but they're actually smaller. And so that's pretty cool. So I'm going to explore that on a video. So look forward to that, folks. And then speaking of videos, a very cool gentleman by the name of Andrew Creech has sent me a couple of GI Joe's which is really sweet of him thank you dude I mean this is hot off the heels of Gary um, sending me stuff as well which is pretty amazing as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I got quite a few GI Joe's but I don't want to talk about what I got because I want to save that for a video I think that'll be I've been reunited with some childhood friends and I've completed a year so that's as much as I'll say about that so that always makes me excited is completing a year in GI Joe. Um, so, yeah, that's that's me for new stuff. Oh, and I suppose I got a girlfriend.
2: All right, <laughs> oh, you got one of I those. I
0: that's cool. I got one of those. Yeah, no, not on special. How's the articulation um, <laughs> on that? Uh, pretty good. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty th- better than mine. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the lovely lady, her name is Celia uh, or Cecilia, but I, I call her Celia and, and that's how she's generally known. And she really is an amazing and fantastic woman, and I don't want to speak too soon, but I've got a very unusual feeling about this relationship, and like, that it's a very good feeling. So let's see where that goes. Um, she's totally not into any of this stuff at all. She's also not against it, which is cool. And uh, she's totally for me having it in my life. You know, she's She sort of takes me with the toys. Like I was quite nervous about it, I must be honest. And she was like, oh, it's so cool that you have hobbies and that you love toys, and you know, that you do this stuff. So, I was like, cool. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> so, sold. I, yeah. You. I mean, on top of the... F- yeah, on top of the fact that she's really, really amazing. So she's like a really, really cool girl. And um, I'm very happy. So, there's Congrats. that. Yes. Congrats, Paul. <laughs> Thanks, dude.
1: Hmm. Let's see. 2020. Um, I'm blanking because I just enjoyed some Cherry Pie Tangy. Um, but I think where to start for me is... The Black Book V2 will be on the market by the time this podcast hits. Heck yeah. Um, oh. is it a serious book? Here's here's a little update, Paul. Mm. Your your colors are now in the hands of a team of the most scrutinizing eyes that comics have ever assembled. That's called the Eisners. That's right. I sent oh the Black Lord. Book V1 to the Eisners. Cool. And you know it doesn't pull any punches. All of you who have seen the pages right now, you're a little scared, aren't you? Because you might have. I'm a little of, scared. <laughs> one of 60 books that could go viral. Why don't you put those next to the family Bible? Um, oh, <laughs> I'll keep you updated. Um, you know, if it gets nominated, I can network with the devil, so the book will get out. Let's start here. GI Joe, global marketer. You know, they just hired a new person for the position. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that lady, yeah.
1: Well, I guess that makes us superfluous, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Ronnie Neumann, now the new global marketer for Hasbro. Congrats. And if we turn up, then uh, a little background on her. You know, she must be great at uh, networking because she doesn't have a social media. So let me go uh, next level. She has worked for Procter & Gamble. That got my attention. She did do the Power of You campaign. I can feel it. But kudos to uh, Full Force for recognizing this fact. Guess where she started out, guys? Israeli Defense Force.
0: Right, oh, cool. So she has some kind of military background.
1: Well, D-80 <sighs> essentially called her psycho. Yeah, I guess I at some point she had 110 change under her command. She's a lieutenant, or was. I'll go a little trivia on the IDF. But uh, I think what's interesting is the IDF conscripts everybody in their nation at 17. It's a lot of discipline, guys. The IDF Mm -hmm. created the Uzi. Does that make you scratch your chin a little bit? Was was Snake Eyes B1 Israeli? Hmm. Um, Welcome to G.I. Joe, Ronnie Neumann. Uh, You just, uh, whether you know it or not, you just dipped into the best media team in the world. Cheers, guys. That's new stuff,
2: isn't it? That's definitely new yeah. stuff. I mean, depending on how her, how she does <laughs> and how she kind of pushes things um, marketing-wise, Hasbro might have something on their hands. Hopefully, she can draw up interest in their new six-inch line. Uh, best elector in that regard.
0: <laughs> well, maybe she's the one-two punch that Hasbro needs, you know, for, for the G.I. Joe brand. Maybe that's the mistake that they've made, you know. I mean... Uh, the first mistake was getting rid of awesome guys like Bobby Vala and, you know, the gang. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but hopefully she can make up for past sins. So let's see. It'll be you very know, cool. No pressure. <laughs>
1: I think I can make this a little more approachable. I think what you're seeing with smart people right now, and, and I'll throw this, this mix in a lot, is that there has to be some social equity balance between... A franchise or a property and and it's it's appreciators it's its community so what podcasts have stepped into a place that used to be held by advertising
0: let me just understand you correctly you're getting into like communities are very important for the future growth of companies because that's where my mind is at
1: <laughs> no i think uh gi joe is infinitely the strongest brand it's the it's the it's the biggest intersection in our world because pop culture is everything but i don't think it's too big a stage to say it that yeah get get the uh, networks that have kept this brand going involved obviously um Mm -hmm. you can see what happens when you just pull people that you think have a big social following for your brand i mean we're, we're looking at the wreckage right now so I think that's all the heaviness from Cujo. I'm ready to talk action figures. Heck yeah. What do you got? So, this past
2: weekend, you know, not only was it my birthday, but in New York was the Toy Fair 2020, where all the big toy companies come together and they kind of show off all the new stuff that they're going to be releasing over the next couple of months, or at least in the next year or so. Um, and kind of, I suppose, tease people with, okay, check out all this amazing stuff that's coming out. What are the general impressions of what was released this year? Do you guys think it was a big success? Was there a lot of variety of stuff? Um, are we excited in general for, for toys coming up this year?
0: I am excited. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, we ha- we had quite a long podcast about you know priorities uh, when it comes to toy collecting. That was a very good episode because it really was very important to... You know, to, to get it across to fans that, you know, as much as we would love to have a whole bunch of toys, uh, we just can't. You know, our lifestyles can't necessarily support that. You know, we've had to prioritize. And so when I look at um stuff like Toy Fair, uh, especially this uh, Toy Fair 2020, I'm very happy for a lot of people out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of really, really cool stuff coming out. Um, But I'm also happy for me because there's one or two things that are popping out that appeal to me, and one of them falls within the three Gs. In fact, two of them actually fall within the three Gs uh, that I collect. That's Gundam, Ghostbusters, and G.I. Joe, if anybody's like, wondering. And I don't really collect Gundam, per se. I just build a lot of them. Um, I'm just really like interested in... There's like a weird kind of trend happening with toys at the moment, and I'm sure you guys have noticed it as well. And, and to our listeners, if you have uh, taken any time to look at uh, Toy arc um, and their uh, Toy Fair 2020 coverage, or if you've been following the coverage as it's been popping up on YouTube, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I'm sure you've noticed something quite interesting in that there's a lot of toys coming out with clothes. Mm. <laughs> there's, like, there's a lot of dress-me-up toys or dress-me-down toys. Yeah, I, I noticed and it's cool because I think that's very much a response to the like the Mafix stuff that's been coming out of Japan because MaFix has always been like in my mind the the poor man's hot toys, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, So yeah. yeah. yeah, so it's interesting to see a lot of that kind of stuff coming out. But before I get into like what's really exciting me, uh, Rob, what are your thoughts?
2: I think it's fantastic. I mean, the, the lineup of stuff that brought out across the line is absolutely incredible. It's. Still, obviously, I think there's a lot of stuff coming out that's obviously based off properties that are many years old, many, many, many years old. Star Wars, um, I think you mentioned Ghost Ghostbusters, um, mm-hmm. obviously Marvel stuff, DC stuff. I mean, tons of, like, established properties are still getting lots and lots of new toys coming out, which is cool. It's, it's nice that they're still kind of producing stuff for the older fans and, I suppose, introducing newer fans to, you know... To the stuff which is really cool. And for me, the big surprises was some of the companies that are producing things that I'm used to. Other companies producing figures for. I probably the the best example is for me was uh, McFarlane Toys is making DC figures. That that kind of took me aback a moment because I, I, I in general I don't keep up to date on toy news. Um, so that that was a fantastic find to see um, McFarlane Toys dipping into making DC action figures. Probably better than than. DC did it themselves. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for the next couple of months for for collectors and for everyone else buying toys right now. There's a lot of stuff Mm. to buy, which is fantastic. Kujo? A lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I saw at least one thing. They're bringing out
1: the Empire 6-inch Black Series, is that right?
2: Yeah, they
0: are.
1: Okay, Okay. I'm sure there'll be some nice articulation on the bounty hunters. Might have to peep that. I was going to say, I could do a 6-inch Zuckus with that robe. How about you?
2: Oh, that'd be beautiful.
1: Hmm. For the love of money.
2: But what piqued my interest, at least I thought that maybe you'd be quite interested in, was um, that NECA toys are producing a They Live figure range. Yes.
1: True. Cabal did throw that in my timeline. Thank you, brother.
2: Yeah. Um, Nader, they're doing a Nader figure as well as as well as some of the alien figures. Well, it's well, it's John Nader, but it's figure? like
0: John Nada as well. It's cool. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> Nada. They're doing
2: um, eight inch eight inch figures. Yeah.
1: Okay. It, when I see the alien, I'm sprung that's all <laughs> no they've done it
2: they've done them I, I don't know if they are black and white I mean I've seen color pictures but they've done yeah and also this is an example of figures with clothing as Paul just mentioned mm-hmm. Um, they're 8 inch figures so they I suppose dolls <laughs> but um, <laughs> dollies <laughs> they're dollies um, but with like proper clothing and they look legit I mean Nada looks fantastic
0: his face sculpt is his so face cool his
2: is absolutely incredible and he comes with the glasses. His the expression. It just it looks so good. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping you'll pick those up, Kujo, sometime. I
1: yeah. yes, I think I'm obligated to. I I would love to get that signed by Sandy King Carpenter next time I run into her. She created the uh the look for that zombie. But uh no, I I, I didn't see the zombie. I didn't see it. Damn um, dude. I'm I'll gonna to I'm gonna send
2: that. you a link after this podcast. You're, You're gonna, gonna be exceptionally links. happy. So Paul, what are your what are your highlights from the show that isn't GI Joe?
0: okay so like a line that i've had to really draw in the sand it's so it's like actually really infuriating and very painful for me in a lot of ways is transformers i love transformers but there are so many like releases of transformers it's such a popular line every year we're getting uh, uh an optimus prime and a megatron that look amazing Uh, Whether it be Siege or, you know, the current line, the er current Earthrise line, which is looking amazing. Um, So I got to say Transformers at this Toy Fair have blown my mind. There's some very cool Transformers stuff happening. Like, wow. Um, And then also there's that whole Netflix um, series that's happening as well uh, for Transformers Siege. It's the whole War of Cybertron. And so they're breaking it up into, I think it's three or four sections. It's like the Siege and then the Earthrise and the whole thing. And that looks amazing. That's something that they that I believe they unveiled at this toy fair. So that was a highlight for me. Another thing, uh kind of an odd one, is you know, the Master of the, of the Universe stuff is looking cool as usual. Um the Higher Toys stuff is looking great. Uh you know, especially like they've got the the sort of RoboCop line coming out. So if you've ever been looking for a really good one 1- to eighteen scale Robocop, um he's on his way, it seems. And higher toys do offer really great articulation. But the thing that surprised me and it's definitely on my sort of list of things and does break my three G priority <laughs> list is there's this is ca- a company called storm and they're doing like a whole bunch of, uh, sort of fighting game toys. And so they've, they've got a lot of mortal Kombat stuff happening, which, okay, it's classic mortal Kombat Look, so that's pretty cool, but that's not really what I'm into. But, um, but they've got a lot of stuff from the S and K days and it looks like golden ax as well. And, I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I'd ever like order these or go out of my way to order them, but I wouldn't mind this character from Samurai Showdown called Haomaru. Uh, Ha-o-maru. <laughs> sorry, Maru. Anyway, <laughs> you're butchering um, it. I'm butchering it, but I saved it. it at the end there. Thank goodness. Um, he looks pretty cool. Looks like a pretty good toy, and that's that's an interesting lineup. I am super keen for NECA's Ninja Turtles um, but not the animated series although I think they look great and, it, and it's going to be great for a lot of fans especially fans of the video game and, and all that who have been waiting for certain video game themed releases uh, I really just want that uh, line of the big turtles but I also really love that Raphael with these trench coats and the Casey Jones from mm-hmm. the NECA stand Th- those stood out to me quite uh, in quite a big way uh, another thing uh The Ghostbusters, that's one of the G's. (laughs) Um, The Ghostbusters are looking incredible. I've got the series that was released by Mattel uh, through the Maddie Collector Store. And they are, in themselves, amazing, amazing toys with some fantastic head sculpts. The Hasbro stuff does sort of appeal to me in a different way, though, in that they've got lots of cool accessories. I like Hasbro's sort of six-inch approach here i mean they couldn't reuse anything this is something that they've had to sculpt from the ground up and so far it's looking great we get Zool, we get dana there is no dana only Zool. <laughs> so we're getting that that's pretty cool you know her as the gates uh, as the key master or as the gatekeeper keymaster. damn you know for somebody who's watched the movie like a thousand times i should know better anyway yeah. um but yeah my my big highlights for this was the were the transformers the Star Wars stuff looks cool, but you know, it's Star Wars stuff. Like, I, I never feel like anything that Hasbro does with Star Wars is particularly mind blowing. That Snow Speeder is great, but the Snow Speeder they did before that Steven's got is also great. The Slave One that they've got here, I don't think, is as good as the Slave One that they did before. So,
2: it feels like they're kind of treading water. They're kind of producing the same
1: things again and again.
0: And again and again, exactly. Totally. So, yeah, Do so that's think- kind of been it for me. Yeah. Do, we Do you
1: think you could make a case for the original Snowspeeder being the best vehicle of all time? Wow. The
0: original, you mean like the vintage one?
1: Yes, because first of all, you got a buddy system. You can have two people having a conversation. You can be flying anywhere. It has light-up guns, so you can play in the dark. I don't know. It's it's pretty versatile, and it's detailed as hell. And you, you get the Haas sequence. Mm. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I think the snowspeeder is one of the cooler vehicles. I mean, the vehicle designs. Isn't the law that they, they essentially threw that they're trying to throw that together or make them work? Like it wasn't an original vehicle in universe. I
1: don't know. I'm yeah, not sure it, either, but I I feel like they we're like uh, we we're
2: struggling to make these systems um work in the cold, so we weren't able to to, uh, to get the speeders out there. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember that line. Hey, we're talking yeah, no, wing <laughs> that makes sense to me. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> me the highlights from toy fair probably one of the coolest things is from iron studios they're doing kind of like a a series of statues for classic thundercats and you kind of put them all together and it becomes like a cool like display piece diorama looks, type diorama thing, yeah. looks absolutely fantastic as uh paul mentioned earlier higher toys are doing more 18 inch 18 inch <laughs> 1 to 18, <laughs> 1 to 18, 18. <laughs> scale <laughs> figures um, and yeah, the Robocop looks really good. I think probably I, that's something that I definitely want to get. Transformers as Paul said, absolutely incredible. This is this, this is too much stuff to buy. <laughs> and lastly, something mm-hmm. I thought that looked really cool was as as we're kind of ramping up to the, um, the the release of the remake of Final Fantasy VII. They've also done these really cool PlayStation One Polygon minifigures, which look. Exactly like the like the characters do in the original game, and I thought it was the the coolest thing ever. Like, because the the, the character models were always, uh, you really have to have a really good imagination when playing the original game to actually invest mm. stuff into these things because they don't even have hands. They you know they have these like weird
0: blocks for hands. They got like like chicken like, like yeah like chicken wings uh, Yeah, they come yeah.
2: They end at like blocks and they kind of ex- you know they're expressing themselves with their hands and it just it looks so ridiculous but it just it takes me back to my childhood looking at these figures it's as if they just pulled them right out of the video game and you can like earn them and uh if i have any expendable money this year that's probably something that i want to get is some of those um or the whole range i suppose if if i can afford it (laughs) but of course we are a gi joe podcast and what's has been announced this year, is, as i'm sure everyone knows at this point and everyone's been talking about it there have been videos there have been probably huge discussion threads on his tank on facebook groups everywhere is the new gi joe classified six inch figure range of gi joes in the That's first six inches
0: classified
2: <laughs> sorry <close> <laughs> upon, <laughs> but we're declassifying for this podcast yeah so the knee pads kujo tell me about the knee pads
1: Well, there were certain people beefing on him, but I'm not even looking at the pictures. I'm kind of just going through visually. The first one to drop was the Snake Eyes, yeah?
2: Yeah, that that I think was their their ace in the hole. That was the one that they kind of knew. (laughs) The
0: Snake in the hole.
2: (laughs) You can't go wrong with Snake Eyes, really.
0: All I want to say is Pursuit of Cobra, I mean not Pursuit of Cobra, Rise of Cobra, Wave one snake eyes would like to challenge you on that comment. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his little <laughs> lips. They're going <laughs> <laughs> apparently you can fuck snake eyes. Sorry. Uh,
2: no, you definitely can if you if you watched um the movie. <laughs> but jokes aside, I still bought it twice. <laughs> so. Oh jeez, they, they know their market. They see you, Paul. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah, so I think of the four, how many are there? There are three they've shown. Um, Snake Eyes, Duke, and Roadblock. I think that the best looking one is is Snake Eyes. Um, He looks really fantastic. You can't really fuck up a black clad figure really
1: well this is my thought at least the feedback in the tweets was overwhelmingly like well received and i'm pretty sure most of the active collectors i know and even some people that have been on the sidelines picked one up so congrats to hasbro on that mm. this shook me the silver belt buckle i get it it's still kind of like annoyed me because why would somebody in black wear a silver belt buckle mm-hmm. i think I, I think the the line and mm-hmm. i i this is kind of where kind of Mike French enters the conversation because he did get loud. Uh, Mike French retroblasting, a.k.a. Uh, Grandpa Simpson, apparently. But uh, he did kind of he, he voices an opinion. I don't know if he lives within that opinion or he just kind of vents it for people that share it. I don't know. Like there's some things. The things that jump out at me are Duke's Peter Griffin butt chin. I said that's almost a step too far. Um, what did you think about, uh, just just on the Duke figure, let your eyes travel them. good, bad, what worked for you?
0: Um, I'm on a very sort of 50-50 position. I'm very much on the fence with these toys, and it's a place that I don't feel comfortable being on. Um, on one side, I actually quite like them, I just don't think they're that great, if that makes sense. Like, and I'm not like Bobby Valor's biggest fan or something like that, but I've got to say that Bobby Vala did some design stuff on his Action Force line that I was kind of secretly hoping Hasbro would crib from, okay, would take notes from, in these toys. So in terms of like the actual design of the toy, I don't think they're as good as the Action Force in terms of their articulation and the weapon sculpting and all that. That being said. I actually quite like the face sculpts and I'm glad that I get to see, I get to have this um, sort of opinion now that I've seen Duke and Scarlet and Rhodey and um, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is cool. Strong toy. Snake Eyes is always going to be, Rob said it, uh, you can't mess up Snake Eyes. Okay. And I agree with that. You can't except for Rise of Cobra. Um, I am disappointed to hear that the retail version won't be coming with that cool um, Fu Yin and Ryan sort of uh, embossed, plaque that can keep all of the weapons which makes me sad because i think that's something that really adds value to that toy and i would even be like sort of for paying 40 dollars for that um to have that as a set you know Uh, but sculptors have probably raised the prices up to 80 or 90 dollars for something like that so that's a little bit disappointing i i hate that there's a better version of it out there and that we can't really get it and that it's a once again it's a stupid convention exclusive and everybody knows how much i hate that shit um Secondly, uh, I like Duke's face sculpt. I understand people sing with the butt chin, but Duke is kind of characteristic. He has got that chin. He's got the very heroic, you know, American hero chin. And I'm actually cool with that. Uh, If the actual in-hand toy looks as good as the photos do, or is at least 80% as good as the photos are, I'm going to be very happy. And full disclosure, uh, I am picking up two of these figures. Um, because I would like to do them for the show, for our Patreons. I also feel like they could benefit from a bit of a wash and maybe a little bit of paint touch ups. I'm sure some people out there are not big fans. In fact, I know for a fact a lot of fans are not big fans of the gold, the shin guards and gold uh, trims on these toys. Uh, I know I'm 50 50 about them as well. So I may actually go in there and paint mine up to, to suit them, you know, to suit the model better. So, you know, hang around for that. So thanks to our Patreons, I can actually get two of these toys for that purpose. And so I'm looking at, like, Snake Eyes and Duke. Roadblock, I'm sorry, but that gun completely kills me. Uh, In fact, actually, this is a sad thing, and this is sometimes where the internet can suck. Uh, Somebody had made a comment on Facebook about uh, at least none of your toys come with a weed whacker, (laughs) and I didn't know what they were referring to. And then I saw Roadblock, and I was like, no, I can't get away from the fact that He's got essentially what essentially looks like a plasma weed whacker, and I don't like that. I think, I, I think even if the GI Jovas Cobra game on mobiles can give him a minigun, in the very least give him a minigun. If they can't give him modus, I understand that. Maybe there's like sort of a a cultural sort of detachment, you know, like they or a cultural dissonance. Like maybe kids won't understand this big machine gun, but they'd understand a the chain gun. But I'm not sure how they're going to feel about the laser weed whacker. Um and Scarlett looks too damn happy. Sorry, like everything about her is cool, but her face just looks so not right. <laughs> I thought not would <I'd laughs> explain it. She does. I gotta say, it's an amazing face sculpt. Like she looks gorgeous. She's beautiful. Um, but damn, she just looks too happy. She doesn't look mean <laughs> and, or angry. It's like they got this photo of her hanging off a of like a ladder, and she's pointing her um crossbow, and she's like. Hey, guys! <laughs> no,
1: Hold on. Paul, before we get too far away, Rob, your input on the Weed Whacker, does it kind of like alienate you or what?
2: Well, I think, I'm not sure where these these figures fit, because this obviously isn't a real American Hero versions of these characters. This isn't uh, cartoon versions of the characters. This isn't, um, yeah. this isn't even uh, video game versions they don't match the the look of the characters in the video game that's currently out, um, War on Cobra. So I'm not sure, like, wh- where do they fit? Are, th- is, are these prototypes for a new TV series that they're doing? Um, is, is it the look for a new cartoon? Because the look, to me at least, does feel very video game-esque. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like a slightly more friendly, a brighter, dare I say it, a, a Fortnite look. To the characters, mm-hmm. um, even though in Fortnite you do actually do get real guns. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they definitely are carrying laser weapons, most of them.
0: And his machine well, gun has got like a blue bit on it.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It looks more like a laser rifle. And yes, yeah. I think Roadblock, it it really is kind of unforgivable not to give him a proper huge heavy machine gun. It looks mm. it looks really ridiculous. Like I don't know where this weapon. What this what wh- what what motivates him having this weapon? Yes, it's a giant weapon, but it's wrong. It it, it does yeah, it doesn't feel away. right. Yeah, it it doesn't feel mm. like him, you know? It's like mm. where where is this coming from? What is the motivation be- behind making them look the way they look? The asymmetry, the gold um, armor parts, the, the bits. I mean, asymmetry is fine. I think it makes the characters look more interesting because I mean the characters were all very uniquely colored and and set up. Agreed. Back in the day, but these are kind of like a sci-fi cartoony look. It's a new look, and I don't know where that fits in with what people oh. already
1: own. Do we like? Ha- does the classic? Does does real world work? Yes, we're still fans. So yeah, I think uh I think with like there's a complicated relationship with the narrative and just. Like, I think the brand in general, like how many people who played with the old school G.I. Joe action figures became Stone Cold Killers? Mm-hmm. Maybe a percentage, but maybe they would have broke that way anyway. So, like, I think what G.I. Joe brings to it is an integrity. And I think anybody who hears this knows that, like, are we still talking about Roadblock if he's holding, like... Uh, the gun from Eraser. That was a pretty cool gun, by the way. That's what I thought of when I saw that gun. <laughs> Where's the freaking Eraser gun? Just have Arnold go here, roadblock. Now it's yours from off screen, and then all of a sudden that gun works. But it's yours yeah, now. It yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours now. you shoot through walls. That was horrible. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, what about your boots? Remember that? That was badass. <laughs> Uh, when Arnold took on Crockmaster um, I think uh, yeah I, th- I think that's it's just a people think that like showing something from the real world translates to oh I'm gonna want to do that now no, yeah. it brings uh, an integrity of storytelling that's why people are still Jones and Ferhama you know so you know. I don't know about that. Um, what you were saying about Scarlet... I agree with you guys. It lives in a weird space because who's it for? I think, I think these action figures are for photographers. These action figures are for people who are starting to use them as avatars for their mm. maybe their social media stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, whoever's making them, I, I heard the presentation. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch the the Toy Fair presentation, did you?
2: No, I didn't. No. What What were
1: they? What, just, what uh, was their yeah.
2: approach? I mean, did they kind of outline where they're coming from?
1: Well, at least a couple people, and I- I'd let D80 a- D illuminate this probably because he was there, but like, it was almost like a sullen presentation, and the take was that they were bummed because of the leaks, but I don't know. I-, I don't know if there's just kind of like G.I. Joe is kind of like the stepchild in the room.
0: But they were bummed because of the leaks, which they probably orchestrated in the first place. They were bummed at the reaction to the leaks. That's we
1: don't I talk conspiracies said. here, Paul. Come on <laughs> now. <Don't. laughs> no, I know, but I mean,
0: that's typical marketing shit. You're always like, I mean, sneak peeks, where do you think they come from? It's not some insider who's like, oh, wow, I'm going to be like, I'm going to risk my job and my livelihood and all of my my social security and all of that stuff, you know, to release these new pictures of snake eyes into the market, please, man. Like a week before, they're like, okay, which one of you has got an Instagram And, you know, which one of you guys has got the most lame Instagram name? You, cool. Take photos of these and put them on the internet.
1: (laughs) Well, what if if we not... I I think the gold, the guns, and the kind of like the take on it, the gold, um, it doesn't really have a place in G.I. Joe, does it?
2: No, I don't think so. No. Because also the other fascinating thing is that there are other lines coming from Hasbro with characters that
1: do feature
2: real-life guns. I mean, the Marvel line... Has characters from the movies that have actual guns. There's a couple of Black Widow figures. I mean, she uses actual real world guns. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. It's it's kind of like a censorship thing. And then I mean, also Scarlet comes with knives. Like at least three knives that I can see in, in her packaging. So it's like and knives are, are just as dangerous as as guns. If not more. So yeah. I don't think it's it's kind of like a realism thing where like ooh, if we make it too realistic then. Parents will be like, oh, why why are kids playing with war figures? There's a lot more to war and to soldiers than killing. And I think, I mean, G.I. Joe has always been, it's not just about killing. Before, it's about camaraderie, it's about teamwork, it's about being part of a bigger, something bigger than yourself. Um, Patriotism, I suppose, to a certain degree. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Specializing, yeah. Yeah, specialization, you're good at what you do. Who, who is this for, actually? Who are these toys for? Because it's not for the old-school figures, the people that have grown
0: up with it, with, with the toys. I'll say this much. Um, where do these figures... How do I relate to these figures? Well, I I think it's pretty interesting that they chose version 2 of Roadblock. Um, You know, his vest is very much uh, the same as the version 2 Roadblock, but the exposed arms sort of harkens back to version 1 Roadblock. So there we've got the... The nostalgic familiarity, okay. Um, plus, he's a big dude. Cool. Um, the laser gun thing. Once again, we'll get into that. The more I look at it, the less I'm I'm upset with it. But it does actually it does prevent me from spending twenty two dollars on him, um, sadly. And and I love Roblock I think he's such a cool character. Scarlet. You know, when I when I first saw the pictures of Scarlet, I was like, okay, cool. That's very much Scarlet. You know, blue and yellow and gold <laughs> and i enjoy the red trim on her and i think that's very cool and that once again that speaks to the the classic you know she's got ninja stars on her forearms which kind of annoys me that they're not removable or that they didn't give her actual ninja stars to keep in a pouch or something especially at that scale um sorry this is kind of like yay this is cool and also a bit of a bitching session sorry <laughs> But, yeah, that speaks to me. And then um, Duke is duked up, (laughs) pun intended, Um, in his original appearance, uh, you know, sleeves rolled up and everything. Um, And he's got his classic backpack with the little trench shovel uh, and the bandolier and all that. So that definitely speaks to these, you know, to the, the signifiers or the identifiers of these characters. It's very cool. I have to say, I have no idea who these are for. I think initially... They are nostalgic, so that we look at them and go, okay. We sort of like like how I am now scrutinizing them, and then there's going to be parents out there who are going to remember these figures, but not be as intimately uh, familiar with them as we are. That are going to go, oh, that's Duke, and I'm going to get, uh, you know, I can get these for my kids now or whatever's. Um, I have to agree with you, Rob, again on the fact that um, there is this definitely smacks of some kind of secret. direct-to-Netflix movie or direct-to-Netflix miniseries or something that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a video game per se, um, but I've I've got a good feeling it's going to be like a Netflix four-part special or something and that these characters are all going to appear in that Um, because their aesthetic definitely speaks of, uh, when I look at them, you said video game and I was like, yeah, and they also suit animation as well
2: yeah there has to be something driving this new look um because Mm. it it, it isn't marketing you know towards the old crowd because because when you want new figures especially at a new scale you probably more likely than not want versions of characters that are very similar to the ones that you already have but they kind of they kind of motivates why you're buying a new scale um personally i probably wouldn't buy any of these maybe snake eyes Uh Um, but then you just have one figure, and it doesn't go with the rest Mm -hmm. of my collection. And remember, these are $20 figures. Um, From what I've seen, that's the average price of most figures these days in the States. I see the McFarlane DC Multiverse figures are going for $20. Marvel Legend figures, I think, on average are going for about $20. So whoever is buying all of these types of figures are the people that would more likely than not buy these at the 6-inch scale. I feel maybe they're kind of making them look like this to appeal more to the people who would already be buying, say, the Marvel figures or maybe the Star Wars figures. Although, if you think about it, the Star Wars Black Series 6-inch figures are more realistic than these guys are because they're mm-hmm. better representations of things that already exist. They also
0: come from a live-action property as well.
2: That too. Um, and, of course, I mean, these aren't, these aren't representations of anything from live-action. These are just look at these cool new versions of characters you, you enjoyed back in the past
1: at the risk of going code name buzzkill i think i think i mean the room is always smaller than you think i think that uh congratulations on getting these guys out i'm sure it would took a lot of sculpting and a lot of work by a lot of people um and i think the fans rewarded you so cheers um and uh yeah whatever whatever gi joe says it's always it's always a conversation. We're not the ultimate authority, of course.
0: Yeah, we don't have the final say, definitely.
1: We're we're just out here. We're out here, guys.
0: Um, because uh, when we do close this, I would like to close it on a bit of a positive as well. <laughs> um, but let me pose a question to you, gentlemen. Uh, if I gave you a hundred dollars right now, um, and I said the only figures you were allowed to buy, and you don't have to spend all hundred, the whole hundred dollars. Just I gave you $100 right now, and you could buy any of the four figures. Uh, which would you get? Wow. Uh,
2: I'd probably get all of them except Roblox.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, and you, could
2: Would you get any of them, or would you just pocket the $100?
1: I kind of want to cheat. I want the Destro site unseen, and I want the Alley Viper. So that's where my money's going. There we go. Uh, the other fifty bucks, obviously, I'm picking up two Black Book V2s and giving one to my library. Either nice.
0: You can... Okay, cool. That's so that cool in answer. itself is a is an answer. Yeah. Me personally, as I said earlier, I'm definitely picking up Duke and Snake Eyes, and I'm thinking about Scarlet. I'm curious to see how they do Baroness and Destro. Even though Baroness hasn't been announced, but they are going to do it, and and if they actually do an Ali Viper or actually any Viper, I'm I'm very curious to see how they do that. So what I'm getting from Rob is that you definitely don't dig the roadblock cuz you've been offended by the weapon. By the weapons, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I mean otherwise I think the figure looks okay. Okay, cool. Like the the asymmetry doesn't really bother me that much. Um it's it's a different look to the character. I don't mind it. I think still my biggest problem is that it's a 6-inch range. Mm.
0: Um, cuz these okay. really
2: will stand alone from everything else gi joe that i own well except for you know my um, sideshow zartan um Mm. he definitely stands alone um so as part of a collection i don't know where these figures would would go and i suppose also another big thing for a lot of people would be what vehicles do you put these figures in there are no vehicles for them Mm. (laughs) you know we haven't talked vehicles at all if you think that the figures are twenty dollars i mean do you think they will produce vehicles for this line are we gonna get a six inch scaled um, vamp. vamp or a hiss tank because if they do produce vehicles're not going to be that big I mean no. it, they will be big but they'll probably be 2 two-seater vehicles um, you, we're not gonna they'll get be a, small big exactly we're not going to get a um, yeah. we're not gonna get anything huge you're not going to ever get a maggot for the scale you know whether or not you no. want the maggot or not
0: or a bug or a or a sky uh, sky striker
2: or sky striker <laughs> That's not gonna mm. happen, even though they love that mold. I mean, you know, they produce so many different versions of, of of it at this point. I don't know. I don't know where I stand in the end. I mean, definitely one of the biggest voices on this recently that I have actually seen was retroblasting. Um and he he definitely is against this, against mm. this line and is kind of advocating for people don't spend your money on this. You actually have to you have to teach Hasbro, um you
0: know but with your credit card. Exactly, yeah, you know, to t-
2: teach them this is not what the fans want. But I think that there probably will be enough people swayed not to buy it. I don't think this will be as big a success as, as Hasbro probably hopes it will be. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Hasbro is thinking when, when they produce figures anymore.
1: <laughs> I'll just say, uh, if we have Retro Blasting's ear, I'll say this. You're forgetting Rose Tico's advice. Save what you love. Yeah. Uh, hit me up. <laughs> I'll get you a digital copy of the Black Book. Let's chat it up this month. Cheers.
0: There you go. Okay, so to throw um, something in there, I love GI Joe. Uh, we have already got the best version of GI Joe, actually. Okay, we do. It's the vintage version, and people can argue that until they blue in the face. But there wouldn't be a modern era if there wasn't a great vintage era. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the modern era figures have done incredible things. Uh, with regards to toy technology, um, you know, removable knives, bullets for like characters like Low Light. All of these great, incredible things, and one of the best things about modern era figures and the uh, vintage were the accessories. So that's kind of a really a knock I have against the six inch line. Uh, as a, as a like personally, why, what stops me from actually personally spending money on these for myself is like, oh wow, you come with two guns and a knife. Thank you. <laughs> Where's your like? Uh, oh, okay, dude comes with a backpack, and I'm guessing it's a removable what shovel. your game board? Awesome. Yeah, where's your Game Boy? No, but I mean like Scarlet could have been decked out with a lot more than what she's got. And I think you know if you like them, and 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 this is where I agree with Michael French, vote with your credit card, buy it if you like it, buy it. I'm not going to say don't buy it if you're a fan. Buy it if you like it. If you really dig these things, buy them. And if they make more, awesome. And and if it means that GI Joe rises from the ashes and is this incredible brand for the next I don't know, 10, 20 years again. Awesome, win, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yay yeah, us. Then uh, even as a podcast, we're even still more relevant because cool. now we're talking about something that a new generation can get into. Uh, and and we have had the privilege of having new generations get into the G.I. Joe book stuff, especially the play motion side of things.
1: I'm actually you know, okay if they offer like, oh, roadblocks, old school guns as a mail-away exclusive or something. That, that makes sense. But, you know, hit us with that sooner than later. <laughs>
0: I think guys like Marauder are going to do 6-inch weapons. I think they've been waiting to do it. I think ever since the rumors of a 6-inch Joe line were first uttered out of the mouth of Bobby Vala, I think Marauder already, and guys like Marauder, have already started thinking of creating 6-inch weapons for sale. The fact that, that now there's a G.I. Joe line that those weapons can be targeted at, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> Um I'm going to see the Marauder Inc. roadblock rescue pack where he's going to come with Mardus or Mardus and <laughs> a chain pack. gun and a cool backup. <laughs> yeah. we, we'll save this figure for you. <laughs> is that right? But there you go. So it also provides opportunity for our third-party market uh, to get into. Mm. And, you know, the six-inch figure line is a big thing. Paul of G.I. Joeburg is going to own a Snake Eyes and a Duke. Not only for G.I. Joberg, but also for myself. Mm-hmm. yeah, because I want them in my collection. I think that'll be nice. Am I going to go down, fall down the slippery slope of buying all of these? Hell no. I don't know where to put them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very focused. I'd rather spend a lot of that money on trying to get vintage stuff if possible. So that's, that's my personal thing on it. So hopefully Hasbro can sell this to kids. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting yeah. that you bring up the, the third-party market. I
2: actually hadn't thought of that yet. Um, this is definitely an opportunity for them to start actually producing things at a new scale if this line does take off. Um, because if, if you think they've done incredible stuff with three and three-quarter-inch scale weapons, I mean, those... Um, Modifiable. Oh, the modular weapons modular systems. weapons. My I mean, word. That will be absolutely yeah. mind blowing at six inch scale because you can actually produce. Them okay. at, at, yeah, at a bigger scale, pieces can be bigger. You're less likely to lose them. Hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think definitely that this having a new scale it does help those companies to actually produce a lot more more um, merchandise for people to buy mm. and to to mod their figures. Um, because I think these these figures definitely have a lot of modding potential. You can definitely do a lot with them to actually make them the figure that you want the figure to be.
0: Yeah, very much so. And and once again, I think we're also as GI Joeberg, and maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but <laughs> I don't think we're going to necessarily do that. And we're not trying to justify, you know, people purchasing these things. We're not trying to say, oh, oh, because they're going to do this, you should own them. I'm just saying that. They are avenues.
1: Yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're ways of improving them and making them better than what they are right now.
1: There is one universal truth. Yeah. You have to fight for your right to party, guys. Heck yeah, That's dude. right. Yeah. Definitely. If
2: you want to party at 60... No sleep till Brooklyn, dude. <laughs>
1: 165, guys.
2: How'd we do it? I don't know how we did it, but we, we, we made it this far. We did it. Is this Were the you... first one Steven has missed? Yeah. This is literally the first one ever. So, Steven, for a long time, has always been like, oh, I, I'm really you excited to that see... You <laughs> would
1: I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> <laughs> to see that Combo one. breaker. So,
2: yeah. yeah, dude, this is the first episode ever of G.I. Joe uh, that doesn't have Steven in. And I hope he enjoys listening to it and discovers a little bit more about Toy Fair.
1: I hope his jaw hit the floor like three times. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it did. <laughs>
2: All I'm saying mm-hmm. is you're
0: gonna feel it. We, you, you're, we're gonna all feel it when he's actually listening to the episode because he's gonna eye roll so hard. Especially <laughs> in saying this, he's gonna be like,
1: "Let's all drop one thing pull,
0: pull. <laughs> that we got going on in the next couple of weeks." Paul, go. Uh, Patreon. I've got some live stream drawings up. Um, live stream sketches that are gonna start coming up soon in this coming week. Um, so I'm hoping some of our guys can join us for them. I've just been struggling to find a good time because we've got Patreons that are from Australia as well as America. So trying to balance that timeline is not easy. Yeah. So I'm just going to... Nice works. Right. Uh, I'm trying to make it that these things happen on Wednesdays. So all my G.I. Joe declassified stuff, so to speak, happens on Wednesdays. That's, that's kind of my goal. Um, I got dinosaur toys, so that might find itself in a play motion episode. Uh, crazy. <laughs> um, I've got some black book art that I'm doing for Cujo. and that's right. right. Right, And then I'm going on holiday, uh, courtesy of my my new lady, um, to like a place called George. And then we're also going to go to Neisner. So I'm definitely taking GI Joes down there for the awesome to- uh, photographic potential. So that's going to be pretty cool. So that's that's all I can say from me at least. These are like my sort of loose plans for for the future of what's happening. Joe
2: get busy. <laughs> so, so for me, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hopefully try and uh, not get stressed out whenever the, the, the public transport system breaks down, um, and use that extra time while I'm waiting to think of stories. Um, I'm actually getting quite excited to kind of start making content for our YouTube. Um, I'm mm. in the process of tiny up my room, which I think is, is a big thing. I need to get rid of a ton of stuff, and it's gonna allow me to kind of finally display my collection. And I can actually finally show people, you know, what does Rob have in his G.I. Joe collection? <laughs> and a whole bunch that of stuff. That would be stuff. cool. Yeah, no, that would be cool. So I'd I'm, like I'm, to see I'm that. I'm definitely revving up um, my tidying schedule. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting proactive. I'm getting active. Um, yeah, so it's basically on the front of, of moving in the direction of actually being able to finally do cool stuff for people, everyone, and for myself. Kujo. Nice. What's new for you? What, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Are you eating pizza? What are you doing? Smoking the greens?
1: Mm, yes to the second mm-hmm. um, possibly yes to the first later today hell yeah but, uh,
0: <laughs> after the I second think
1: yeah. I'm entering a period that I would describe as March Madness where you'll probably see me on some social platform or another half the time I will break the, uh, off a couple mini series for G.I. Berg. the first one will drop, it's called Cujo's Night Mode, um, you'll get to know it the Black Book V2 last time was the first time This time is serious. Uh, This book is built for three printings. The next one's wide release. Maybe the second version is. There is about a dozen artists in this. Most of them are collected from using the #jovember hashtag. So it's a book built on community and it will support the people in it. It's the first model that supports the media that covers it. That doesn't mean I'm buying reviews. It means if your podcast covers this book, I'll cover a month of your hosting. It's built into the price, so I will shake you up with that on uh, night mode. But 2020 is community first, brand second for me. Let's let's get some balance. What, why shouldn't GI Joe be be the team that outlasts all this other wreckage? You feel me? Um, yeah. I salute everybody out there, and uh, I'm not blinking. Are you? <laughs>
0: That's all. Blinkin, blinkin. I know one thing I'll definitely be doing uh, this coming week, and I'm sorry to date the show but with the statement, but the third season of Castlevania, Ooh. the Netflix series, comes out, which I'm so excited for. yeah Because I love me some Castlevania.
1: Well, I hope you enjoy watching that, dude. <laughs> There's you, so man. much good stuff in the cinema right now. Hell yeah, and, dude. There's tons of good
2: stuff coming up this year. I think we are all very...
0: Ghostbusters.
2: Look- yeah, Ghostbusters. Paul's going to be watching that yeah i hope everyone enjoyed listening to this episode 165 of gi joe Burke. hit us up in all the comments all the threads everywhere tell us what you think about toy fair and the gi joe classified toys like are you getting them are you not getting them are you happy are you unhappy be honest be carefree be gi joe
0: yo joe and enjoy the smooth jazzy sounds of kenny g until next time ladies and gentlemen and fellow joe burgers which we should never say again be cool (laughs) hell yeah Hell yeah. Yo Joe.